Hello, welcome to episode 147 of the Weekly Song Podcast, the podcast where we write songs. Uh, my name's Roger. Uh, my name is... Shall we say it's Declan and go with that? Oh my god, that's the first. That's the first time <gasps> we've ever done that. Yeah, oh, yes. Before the other 146 episodes, I've had no name, but now I have an identity. I have something to call my own. A, I know. It reminds me of when they say um, there was a man who shall remain nameless. I was thinking... Poor guy. You know, his parents didn't even name him. They cared that little. This, so, like, today, we're going through our February songs. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time in a while, what we're doing at the moment is we wrote 14 songs each in the space of February, and then we're exploring them, two songs each, each week. So this week, we're exploring songs five and six of each of our writings in February. And these were written at the later half of February for you, weren't they, Declan? Uh, yes, the much later half of February. Um... Uh, this is going to be the start of a odd series of episodes where all all of the songs from episodes three, four, five, and six, uh, so that's songs number five to twelve, were written in the space of twenty four hours. Oh wow! I love this. It's like a ticking clock element to the show now. Yeah. No, I did not do time management well in February. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Well, like again, yeah. for people who are tuning in now, there is a very good reason for this. Am I right? Yes, it's because I'm an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) It's also because I move cities. All right, so I think we're going to listen to uh, my fifth song uh, first. And the fifth song I wrote, it's got a very, very catchy title, actually. It's called Untitled Number Three. Hmm, that shall stick with me forever. I know, it's one of those titles, isn't it? And it goes like this. You know the game that you're playing is likely to end in tears. Oh, please. Say faith can really hurt you, especially when you're out in the rain and you watch as your house caves in. For the children, freer than they're likely to be when they're drafted at seventeen. Oh, time. Say, time is for the wealthy, but time to make your axiom bend, and you're likely to change your tune. Even notice for the new day to come, but it ain't gonna make much better, 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 better. Higher than a building, well, higher than I'm able to find. So that was Untitled Number 3 And uh, 
I I can't tell you uh, how much I like that. That is very good. Um, I'm trying to think of an untitled pun and I can't think of one. So let's pretend that I did a really funny one and laugh after three. One, two, three. (laughs) (laughs) The thing you just said was amazing. Oh, that was classic Declan, that was. Not not language I want to repeat, but still amazing. No, 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 of course. Time and place, time and place. (laughs) Yeah, of course. We'll talk about it after the podcast because it was a good (laughs) one. Yes, Um, I do quite like this. I love like the whole sort of the the flow and the feel and the energy of it, and I love those rising sections throughout it. Like uh, and this nice little stuff with the um, flicking on and off there on the chords. Uh, Why is it called Untitled Number Three? And if it wasn't going to be called Untitled Number Three, what would it be called? Why is it called Untitled Number Three? Because every now and then, when you write songs quite a lot you come across a song where you go i like the song seems to be finished but i haven't thought of a title for it so for me those ones go in the untitled pile and according to my very brief research when i was writing i have untitled number one i have untitled number two on releases i've put out in the past but um declan you were telling me while we were listening that i actually have already an untitled number three and four so i think i don't know what's going on i think to be fair like uh that's working against you slightly because like untitled number four i think became baggage claim aha yes that was definitely one of the untitles before we got started um so there is a possibility that untitled number three has been submitted twice for um the weekly song podcast as one of roger's songs uh, so this means that if anyone ever does like uh, one of those wikis for us, then there's going to have to be like uh, untitled number three open brackets diddle da untitled number three brackets second song. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever is writing that has the horrible displeasure of um, just resenting me, that idiot. Why couldn't you just keep a book or something? It's just like Jesus. when they get into some of the comedy long names we've got, like uh, for example, another one of yours, like a. Uh, what have I got to do for you to walk away in this brand new Cadillac convertible today? (laughs) (laughs) I love that, just like long for the sake of being long. I really hope back in the day when I wrote that song, because I remember writing that title down and I laughed and I showed my sister or something. I hope on the podcast I wasn't like, yeah, it's it's called this because long songs don't, you know, something serious. I hope I. I, <laughs> I don't think it. we'd ever be that serious. Although I do remember there was a running joke where you'd play it live and you go, uh, so this song's got a bit of a long title. What have I got for you to do to drive away in this brand new Cadillac convertible today? <laughs> Just like keep the title going. <laughs> Um, we're meant to be oh, we're meant to be talking about this song. Aren't we? <laughs> we'll segue back in or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, no. I uh, you asked also what would it be called if it weren't called Untitled Number Three? I think I think the only thing I can think of is because I've been writing these little sort of notes at the bottom of the song. What's it about? Um, for this one, I wrote um, the anthem of the, the anthem of the cynics. So I guess that would kind of be finally I am represented. <laughs> I just kind of found it funny, like, because I was writing the song and it has this really upbeat, almost like, what would you call it, like modern Christian band feel, you know, like, praise the Lord, you know, sort of thing, <laughs> acoustic guitar and a white suit or something. Yeah. And uh, so I thought it'd be it'd be funny to kind of like have a song like that, but with more sort of like cynical lyrics talking about how love is for the foolish and time is only for the wealthy and you know all these things kind of going you don't know what you're getting into getting out there and living it's funny actually like lyrically i suppose this season i've i've been kind of taking a view of myself like talking 
to myself through my lyrics, if that makes any sense at all. So it's one of those. So essentially, welcome to weekly song podcast, The Therapy Season. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you think you're cynical in that way at all? Or um, I think the cynicism is a good way of characterising how I actually do feel, which is probably vulnerable and nervous, if I'm totally honest. But it's kind of like, it's easier to write that off as like, you know, oh, you think love's for the foolish sort of thing to myself, I guess. It's kind of like uh, writing in the bravado like uh into that emotion yeah yeah i'd say so yeah but at the same time it's not something that i put too much thought into and actually like overly looked into but it's more just the idea of it kind of came from this thing of can i write a song that just has one section repeating over and over again and i thought a good way to kind of do that would be to start with a different you know word that's got quite a lot of baggage or quite quite a loaded word at the beginning of each verse so you got love and time and faith and all these different things so yeah it's just structuring it that way so these things that can come with like big weighty ideas attached to them but can also be quite flippant things yeah exactly exactly yeah i was kind of also thinking with this one like it could be something where each verse a different instrument gets added throughout the production which I thought could be interesting. That would be kind of cool. So you're sort of like building it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I don't think it's a drum song, though, because like my temptation is at the very last verse to have drums come in and kick in, but I don't think that would be the way to go. What do you reckon? I reckon you could do something quite cool if you have like a, that acoustic guitar as a focus. So you have acoustic guitar at the beginning, then sort of bring in like mandolin, and then for the final uh, like round through, you can bring in like a, a double bass or something. Oh, yes, that'd be so cool. I need to know what double bass is. And if any double bass players uh, would like to volunteer their services, please write into weeklysongpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Particularly if you live uh, locally to the southwest of the UK. I'm sure there's tons of you out there. By, by locally, we mean like anywhere on the planet. Yeah, Earth would be good, please. Keep yeah. keep applications limited to we'll Earth. We'll consider Mars, but we'll consider Mars, but like Earth is best. But we don't pay travel fees, okay? No, you're going to have to ask NASA to fund your trip over. <laughs> exactly, or um, Elon, whatever his company is called. Tesla. <laughs> no, the space one. Um, SpaceX. I that's him. That's him. Yeah. Um, again, we've gone completely off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean, I think that's pretty much all I can think to say about that one. It's very, very much straightforward. Um, I will just mention the chords quickly. It's an E, e major. So it goes E major, which is the one, up to the three, G sharp minor. And then it kind of walks down. It goes A, G sharp minor, F sharp minor, E, and then it does that again. And then up to the B, just to kind of build and turn you around going back into the verse again. So... Very, very straightforward. There's not even a non-diatonic chord in there, which, you know... It's kind of, like, uh, nicely disguised with, like, those little runs and, like, uh, the little hammer-ons. It's just those little hammer-ons just facilitated by the fact that it is in E and, like, that is one of the cowboy chords <laughs> that has, like, a lot of possibility for that. Yeah, exactly. It's just that thing of having, like... I say this because this is exactly the kind of thing that I would do as well, so... Well, we, us guitarists, we have restless fingers, you know? If you have a little finger, you know, pinky there, it's going to want to do a diddle little e It's just the way it is. It's good. <laughs> that might be a title. <laughs> <laughs> but I quite like this one. I, I do think, like, that would be quite fun to have as, like, a little uh, little moment on an album, just, like, building up these instruments in, like, uh, the sort of more folky classical way and then, like, hide in on, like, a heavy song after that. That could be really cool. Uh, always with the good, um, the good notes and the good feedback. That's that's really cool. 
Enough about mine. What was your fifth song? Uh, so my fifth song, and the first of... Uh, let me do some quick maths. The first of eight that I wrote in the space of two days. Um, is that right? Did I write eight or ten? <laughs> no, I had way, to write eight. Lot. Yeah, it's a lot of songs. Uh, yeah, first of eight that I wrote in 24 hours is a song called You've Got to Go Away. But please don't go away, because I want you to listen to the song, and it goes like this. You've got to go away. Declan's fifth song for February. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Just fantastic chorus, great use of dynamics, and one of my favourite things that you do, which is having a chord per syllable, and the da 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 da. You know, just fantastic all round. So, uh, how did how did it how did this one start? So, the initial idea uh, was that first first bit, the doon 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 which is moving from a B, F sharp, E, and B but with that little hammer-on at the top and playing those chords quite high to sort of like imply the melody of it. Uh, for all you Roman numeral fans there, that's one, five, four, one. So tonic, dominant, subdominant, tonic. You're speaking someone's love language right now. <laughs> and then uh, I sat on that for about a day. So I've mentioned before that uh, I moved 
moved cities and was suddenly in uh, my mate's house for about uh, the rest of the month. Uh, apart from two days where they were having someone over and I had to clear off. Fortunately, I have multiple friends who live in the city. So uh, I stayed at theirs for two days. That's Adam and Grace. Thank you very much. Uh, but they were going to be busy doing all of their things. So I thought, right, OK, uh, it's it's the 25th. I'm going to be there in the evening. The 26th, I can go back. I've got within the space of 24 hours to try and get as much as I can done. So this was kind of like the first one to sort of ease myself into it. I already had one idea. So just sort of develop that as soon as I could. And... Yeah, it's it's not a very complex song. Like uh, I think the most complex thing in it, excuse me, is um, the minor four at the end of the chorus. Mostly that's just moving like between four and five. So that's in this case being in B. That's the E and the F sharp uh, around the sixth uh, as well. There to give a little bit of a uh, different flavour. It's it's just kind of simple. <laughs> like it came together really quickly. That's always a nice feeling. I was going to say that's one of the things with writing on a short time scale is it almost forces you to make decisions more quickly. Did you feel like you the the experience of writing this one was informed by making quick decisions or just was it your normal writing process? I think that's why it's more structurally basic than something like I'll be all right or like a tonally basic. But that's not a bad thing necessarily. Um but it's very much yes, I have very little time to get this finished i need to write loads of other songs that hopefully sound different to this one <laughs> so i'm going to cheat a little bit in this one because i know i've got a good hook for the verse and uh sort of use tools that i know work in the chorus mm, that makes sense so hence the minor four and, and so on um so what inspired this one either in terms of lyrically or musically Musically and vibes, it's basically just inspired by itself, by the that sequence in the verse. Everything is kind of extrapolated from that, so it's that light, bouncy, do, 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 like um, motion towards everything. Lyrically, um, not about what you might expect, or at least not inspired by uh, what you might expect. I was talking with a friend of mine, they shall remain nameless, uh, about... Um, Poor guy. Uh, yes. Uh about some something musical and it was an artist that the pair of us liked but it's one of those artists that were popular in a minor field in their time did well enough to fill out like the O2 in Bristol and like things like that and have gone on a massive decline since in terms of popularity and their ability to do things and their ability to make the kind of songs that they were originally well-renowned for, which is understandable, normal. But, like, it, it was one of those moments where, like, you realise, oh, right, that was ten years ago. <laughs> God, ah. Yeah, <laughs> I know that feeling. <laughs> uh, conversations ensued, and it's like, okay, well, is this just someone trying to do their music for the art? Are they just trying to make money off the fact that, you know... The, the outfit's changed so much and yet they're still trying to do it as this moniker. Uh, so that's where, like, the uh, songs of your 20s and, like, He's Getting Greedy and lines like that come from in the first verse. And it's just kind of like, this sounds like a love song. 
Why do all of my songs that I write about things that aren't love songs sound like love songs? Fuck it, it's a love song. Here we go. <laughs> so you just commit to that that notion. That's fair. I get that, yeah. Yeah, but it's also kind of the vibe of this one. This one will probably be acoustic focused if it ever get, does get produced. And it is kind of, it almost feels like it falls into that genre of like, um, uh, I, I'm not sure how best to describe it, but you know those songs where like a guy with acoustic guitar will go like, uh, this guy is being a dick to you, but babe, I like you, so you know, maybe I can be a dick to you instead. <laughs> <laughs> that that old archetype, like, it actually does exist. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, uh, like uh, the acoustic guitar creeping around someone else's girlfriend by saying, like, uh, they're going to be like a bad guy. Um, not quite the case here like uh for example it's being sung to a man for one thing so that kind of like somehow that changes the dynamics of that and like uh you've got things like a like uh there was a step i took to diminish this as a verse uh lyric in the second verse Hold on, everyone gets to hear the sound of my pages flapping. That's the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite ASMR, actually. I like it. Uh, the line as finishes, we'll get you together and do better, you deserve that much. It was originally, we'll get it together and do better, you deserve that much. And it's just like, hmm, I didn't mean that that way. But that it, that would be stepping one line too far into that camp. Like, uh it's sort of being aware that it's in danger of falling into that genre and just trying to claw enough of it out. <laughs> Isn't it funny how like a word or two can make that difference? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's when you get to the lyrics, it is like the little details of like how things read. Cause like, that's one thing I was very careful about this one. I was just like trying not to say like, uh, okay, he's a dick. He's running you round. He's like, you know, uh, causing you misery and pain. But I won't. Those three words at the end are mm. not implied. I hope are not implied throughout the whole thing. It's just like, yeah, no, that guy's a dick. Right, right. <laughs> well, the other thing with that is like everyone puts their own experiences onto songs, so everyone will kind of hear this differently, I suppose. Yeah, but like uh, everyone puts their own reaction onto songs off things that are already there. So it's just kind of interesting, like trying to think about the tone in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get you. I get you, yeah. How about the bridge? The bridge was an interesting part because it's probably the most simple because um, the, the chords are quite drawn out per, you know, like two, four bars or something like that. Was that section written afterwards to add to the um, length of the song or was it written sort of at the same time? I just knew there had to be some sort of bridge there and, like... It didn't need to be much. Like, almost you could have that bridge go into a guitar solo and then do the final chorus if you wanted to extend it out a little bit. It, it It's just a moment to sort of say, like, okay, just in case I've not been clear, this is what the song is about. Right, right. Cool. Enjoy the final chorus. I mean, that, that's interesting, actually. I've never really thought about a bridge having that function before, but in a way it is a chance to really just state to the listener the sort of... um mo of the song really or sort of the the subject you're trying to address that's a really i might try that myself actually um yeah it's it's kind of not really something you do that much because mostly bridges tend to be turning points or like the culmination of something whereas this one is just like no 
This is what I've been saying all along. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out nice and plain and blunt before we get to the final chorus. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm going to try that, you know. Um, how about production-wise? How do you see yourself producing this one? Because you could go in so many... Like, it works acoustically, you know what I mean? But like, you could go... You can go in so many directions. So what do you what do you imagine? I think, like, acoustic-based rock for this one. Like, obviously, that acoustic guitar has got to be around the centre of it. But, like, uh, maybe guitars with, like, a more bluesy tone rather than, like, a, like a sparklier thing like that i i don't know i i i want to think it through a little bit do you want to hear my next one my sixth one uh yes i would very much like to listen to this one what is it called okay well i'll tell you what it's about first um just my little blurb i'll do this up front it's about remembering a relationship you once had and missing it even though in your heart of hearts you really know it wasn't that healthy it's called lauren and it goes like this hooray When you go away, you're likely to change your mind. But when you say what you say, I don't want it all behind. I miss you laughing with me when your songs are repeat and your costume is turning it up. I see you trying to wait, but what you're dying to say is that nobody wants your love. Those nights shining, the ones where you came to stay. You know my name, so try me, yeah. I wanted to know your game. I miss you, lying to you, and I'm dying to see. Cause this memory's just not enough. I see you shining away. What you're dying to say is that nobody wants your love. Told me I was wrong All the way from the start I couldn't go too strong I stayed too long I thought you were the answer But you'd only turn your face away that was lauren that was uh the sixth uh song that roger wrote in february and i really like this this is fun this has got a bit of like a, a bit of movement to it and like a bit of a bit of a nice dancey vibe in its own little way I, i'm jiggling slightly in my chair because i quite like this song you may not be able to hear it by my voice but it's happening um uh how how jiggling did you has commenced <laughs> Yeah, commence, commence your light jiggling. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a title as well. <laughs> There's a lot of title options this episode. Oh, we are very silly. Um, yeah, so uh, you said that you uh, gave us a little bit of a hint about what this one was about. What made you think of like uh, pairing that idea with these with with these musics with the, with the musics with that you put music. together? I wrote a list of lyrical themes at the beginning of February 
just so that if I got a little bit stuck, I could refer to the list and I'd go, okay, write a song about the friend who betrayed me once when I was younger or, you know, uh, about this girl I used to go out with or whatever. So all these different topics. Um, Not all of them were relationship-based. Some of them were kind of based on, like, oh, when I felt like this, when I'm doing this or this, this uh, occupation or something. But they end up turning relationship-based one... in the end, don't they? That's the, that's the thing. You say you're going to write about, oh, like uh, this time that I felt uh, this way about this sort of thing and you end up thinking, no. It's just become a love or a hate song. Why is this? It's so annoying. It's so easy to do that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Gosh darn these human emotions. Why are they so easy to feel? Well, can I just write a song about tangerines one week, honestly? <laughs> We're going to have to do no our way. Paul McCartney and like, write a song about a book one time. We've done several. Yes. And we still write yeah, love songs. <laughs> I know, I know. It's... I, it's a it's a thing I'd like to break actually, but you know we are like you said human nature, human feelings, and you know relationships and everything. But so this one was about um, I visited an old um, place I used to hang out with this girl at, and I hadn't been there in a while, and I was sitting there, and obviously you know your mind starts going, and I started to remember times with her, and I was thinking, oh god, those were good days, and. You know, uh, I really miss this about her and that about her. And we used to go here and do this and doing stuff together and everything like that. And then all of a sudden I went, hang on a second. There was a reason that this all ended. And it's because it wasn't um, wholly healthy, let's say. And, um, you know, very good for me um, or good for either of us, I suppose. And so it's just I thought it'd be kind of funny to write this kind of upbeat song, you know, baby, when you go. But about... um, somebody who like i said in your heart of hearts you know wasn't really kind of a good fit i mean like it's that nice contrast between like the mood of the music and like the tone of the lyrics and i do like the uh the like i said like i was dancing to it in my seat a second ago like uh the vibe for this one like uh did did that come like spurned from the lyrics because i know you tend to write these sort of things together was that just something separate to begin with because I knew I had this relationship idea in the back of my head that week, but I wasn't necessarily going to write in that direction. But once I came up with that sort of, you know, the kind of almost 50s or 60s doom, because it's just really a take on one of those songs like um, Mr. Postman or Stand By Me or any number of those other ones that do um the 50s progression four five. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. The do up. Yeah. 50s progression. Um so I, all those songs are relationship songs. They're kind of like either boy meets girl songs or they're songs about some kind of breakup and sadness or whatever. So those were kind of the two options of places to go with it. So my first lyric that I just came up with off the top of my head was, Oh, baby, when you go away. And like kind of, it's it's so cliche that it may even be the opening of another doo-wop, one of the, you know, litany of doo-wop 50 songs um that already exists but i don't know it, it just felt good it felt good to have that lyric and i thought okay baby who's baby that's this girl who i was thinking about the other day and then from there the lyrics came real quick it's always nice when that happens and everything sort of crystallizes really fast like uh and it's it's fun having an opening line like that um oh baby when you go away like it's one of those things you've heard quite a few times before but the thing is you're then just waiting for how that resolves because like there's a good way to resolve that and there's a bad way to resolve that. It's just like the bad way is just like playing into like the surface level yeah. cliche, and the good way is like just like trying to imbue something of yourself into it a little bit, 
or like have a slightly unusual second half of that line. Yeah, I think you've got to kind of mix it up a little bit. I mean, if I look at the lyrics here a second. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, um, so yeah, let me see here. Verse one, I'm just literally looking through the lyrics and seeing kind of where I subverted those themes, I guess, those sort of natural um, throwback themes that you could go for as cliches. So I got, oh, baby, when you go away, you're likely to change your mind. But when you say what you say, you're leaving it all behind. Pretty cliche. Um, And then for the chorus, I kind of thought, why not really have it on the nose, you know, and talk about things that I miss that are actually unhealthy. So go, you know, God, I miss how you used to lie to me, that sort of stuff. So I miss you laughing at me when your song's on repeat. Um, that lyric is actually quite about quite a specific thing. We demand full details. You must embarrass yourself on the radio right now. Off we go. <laughs> so, Come on. <laughs> that point, no, no, no. Joking, that voice of course. Is, that's got some real authority to it. You should use that at work and stuff. <laughs> Sign the form here where I say right now. Come on. Off we go. Chop, Come chop, on. Chop, chop. That comes very naturally to you, too. <laughs> Um, but so we, we, we used to go out for drives and stuff, and then we'd sit there and we'd, you know, have Spotify or whatever, and we'd chuck on some music and we'd start taking turns. And then she'd get like a song that she loves, um, just you know, in her craw, and then she would just want to play that song again and again and again and again. And I was like, Can I put something on? I got an idea, I got something to put on. She wasn't having any of it, so that's that lyric, kind of ultra specific. Um, and then kind of at the end of the chorus, there, I'm going, um, you know, I see you shying your way, but what you're trying to say is that nobody wants your love. So almost kind of having a more sympathetic look at this uh, relationship and going, perhaps there was a guard up, you know, you didn't want to be hurt because you didn't feel like you're worthy of it or something. Yeah, like uh, it, 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 it's these weird things that human beings do. But I like the fact you've got something there that's ultra specific. But then I think we've all been in situations before where we've had something similar. And it's like that sort of the frustration but also just like you say the sort of nostalgia for it nostalgic frustration what a wonderful concept <laughs> yeah no it's um it, it's definitely something that's universal i don't know if the lyric actually converts by itself you know i miss you laughing at me when your song's on repeat and you're constantly turning it up your song i don't know it sounds like they wrote the song or something i'm not sure maybe i'm overthinking it i'm definitely overthinking it we we overthink everything we're on a songwriting podcast this is kind of our job this is true this is true yeah um the other thing i wanted to mention about this song was the chords um because you know i was saying it's kind of that 50s chord progression where you're going one six four five or in this case it's in e major and you're going e major C sharp minor A B and that's kind of your thing but I kind of subverted that because I wanted it to be a little bit more unique so let me see what I'm playing here start on the one I don't know if you can hear this in real time Declan but can you hear this guitar <laughs> but but <laughs> that would be the most obvious edit ever, ever if I just start with but <laughs> but instead um, I uh, I went E major, which is the one, down to the six, which is C sharp minor. Pretty normal so far. C. I was thinking there was something a little bit different in there. G. Ooh. B. Ooh. You're getting dangerously close to a circle of fifths, mate. Yeah, that's just how I roll, isn't it? <laughs> if you don't, if you don't want to risk a circle of fists, then uh, don't hang out with Roger Heathers. Circle of. 
back like this, yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's all I wanted to say on that. Um, just kind of a way to mix it up slightly, and but still keep that traditional feel. Anyway, um, what is your sixth song? I've rambled on about this for long enough. <laughs> so my my sixth song uh, that I wrote in this space of time is called "Keep My Chin Up," and it goes like this. I never once thought this would be easy, but leaving here, leaving you, flood me. You hang around my every thought and tease me, wondering would you adopt me? I keep my chin up, I keep my head held high You can't get me down if I get you off my mind And it'll be alright You can't get me down if I get you off my mind Spent the day thinking I was crazy Running back through everything that we did Were you the lucky soul that made me Carry you with me if I did I keep my chin up Such a good song. Keep my chin up. Song number six. Uh, I mean, what can you say? It it's a it's a bop, as the children say these days. I think it's great. I would argue it's closer to a banger, but thank you. <laughs> just just real quick, what's the difference between a bop and a banger then? Right, I'm going off the Mike the Snare distinction that I see get from his like end of year videos, where like a bop makes you dance, a banger makes your head bang, and a jam makes you groove. It's a banger then, and what a banger it is. <laughs> Bangers and mash, honestly. Um, no, this is great. This is great. So um, this is another one that's written in a very short space of time. Uh, how did it start? About an hour off the previous one. <laughs> that's cool, though, because you changed up the style. Like, this is a totally different style from You've Got to Go Away. Uh, yes, this, I, I kind of used up my two I, pre-standing ideas uh, for my first two. In the beginning of the month, when I used to work at HMV. Uh, before I moved, we used to have to try and because we had a loss prevention officer who had various other duties in store and often had to leave the front of store. So all the members of staff used to have to keep an eye out for miscreants and ne'er do wells and you know people who are going to nick all our stuff. Uh, so yeah, sorry about that. We had well, there's a reason you're not invited back. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> there was um. Uh, there we had a few newbies at the time and names shall not be named but a few of them were a little bit bad at keeping their heads up uh, like whether they needed to be at the till whether there were people who were like uh, going to nick stuff and I just 
ended up thinking over the phrase, keep your head up, keep your head up, keep your chin up, keep your chin up, that's good. And then I sort of got the chorus line going in my head, didn't write it down or anything. Uh, so when it got to the time where I got to the 20, this would have been the 25th, and I had uh, very little time to complete my challenge, I thought, right, let's bust that one out, see if we can get a, uh, a couple of verses on that, maybe a bridge. And I did. That's so cool. That's so, it's just, that's, that's a concise version of that. That's such a it's such a tense, testament to like the brain when it's under pressure. Like you you wrote that you kind of had this chorus just in your head, right? You didn't even have it on your phone notes, and like your brain was like, "I need an idea," and that was it was like, "Oh well, how about this?" And then it developed so quickly, just very resourceful. And the weird thing is, it's not just the fact like sometimes I think you've you and I've both had this before. Where, like you have an idea for something in your head, and when you actually get to like. Uh, your instrument uh, it sort of changes slightly and it mutates and it takes on slightly different forms whereas this one's just like nope this is exactly the chorus <laughs> as I heard it in my head the exact notes um, <laughs> it's just like didn't didn't change in any way from that initial thought uh, just had to sort of retrofit a couple of verses around it I think that's kind of the word isn't it is retrofit because like the if the chorus has such a distinctive feel as this one does, you know, very driving, very banger-esque, as the kids say. Um, I don't know <laughs> if they say esque. Kids don't say esque. Bangerescent. Bangerescent. Bangerang. Sorry. Now that's a banger as well. Anyway, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. I'm going to cut all this. This is ridiculous. I completely no, keep it in. Well, it's cause... quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because the chorus has such a driving feel and it has a definite vibe to it. Um, I suppose writing the verses was a case of just retrofitting and feeling, being like, okay, I know the feel. Let me write the chords. Was that kind of your experience? Uh, yeah, like it's that sort of clarity of like most times when I go into writing something, I sort of just let the vibe guide me. So like, if I end up writing like a like energetic set of chords i'll follow that or if i end up writing a more mellow set of chords i'll follow that whereas this one's just like no the idea is this therefore everything has to be at that level mm. um i also quite like the fact that this is a really short song like uh we were counting it through and just like the second chorus is finished before you hit the one minute mark um <laughs> <laughs> there's something to be said for brevity and it's still like a minute and 50 seconds long um, this is the closest I've heard you get to punk in a while, not just because of the upbeatness and the, and the shortness of the song as well, but it does sound like Declan with a you know stud through his nose, you know. <laughs> you can only imagine viewer and uh, viewer listener, and uh, apparently I can, uh, apparently you don't have to imagine. Apparently you can see it. Um, <laughs> if there is anyone viewing, I'd really like to know about it because I didn't think we had cameras on. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, well, how do you think we're funding the podcast, mate? So, you can't get me down if I get you off my mind. That's kind of like a sort of nonsense thing that sort of mutated out of the tune. Just in my head. So, coming to that, it's just like, right. This is a love song again, isn't it? But it's an angry one, isn't it? Um and then just retrofitting that, like, uh, never once thought this would be easy, but leaving here, leaving you floored me. Uh, you hang around my every thought and tease me, wondering would you adore me. Uh, the first three lines are kind of, like, inspired a little bit by leaving Bristol, because I miss that city quite intensely. Um, 
the final line uh, is me trying to sound like Muse because uh, I can think of a couple of their songs that have the word adore in and I don't think I hear many hard rock songs with the word adore in and I, I think it's quite a good, powerful word so I would nick it for there. Oh, I like that. Yeah, adore should be used in more songs. We should... Particularly heavy songs. We should start a campaign or a fundraiser or something. Yeah, the movement starts here, people. Use adore. What do we want? A door to be used more in songs. When do we want it? Soon. When thematically appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but um. So this one came together pretty quickly. Yeah. Were there any lyrical changes once you sort of got the main idea down? Oh uh, well, once I sort of did that first three lines about Bristol, I was just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll change it in the end. Like, it won't get me down if I keep you in my mind. It's just like, oh, that's nice. That's pleasant. <laughs> oh, the the old change of a line in the chorus yeah. uh, trick, which it, I really like. I always am a fan of that. Yes, I always do that. I overdo that, some might say, but I, I like that. It, it makes the second half of the song different than the first. <laughs> exactly. And it, it can reframe how you think about the earlier verses, too. Yes, but in this case, it is very much just a... Uh, like changing up for like uh there's not really much to be gained from those verses it's not like some of the other ones where i've written where like i'm thinking a bit more about like setting up an overall mood these are just kind of like okay clearly some person has some hang-ups about something <laughs> but the chorus is saying that they are going to you know keep their chin up so that's nice <laughs> um <laughs> I will say that bridge is a bit cliche. That's probably the bit that would get rewritten if anything got rewritten. Um, but I also think there would probably be like exploding guitars in that bit. So that's fine. I can cover that up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, I think this would be a really quick one to produce too. I think you could probably produce this in about... You get it done in 1 minute 51. <laughs> exactly. Especially if you tracked all at the same time. No, it's um, it's really great. Um. Is there anything else you can think uh, about this one and its writing process, or would you like to move on to the uh, what you've been listening to section? No, this was just a really quick write, uh, because I sort of wrote, by having the chorus already written, I wrote like 60% of it in my head before I started, so... <laughs> right, that, 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 that must have been quite a nice, um, nice feeling then, just to be like, okay, well, I pretty much know how this goes. Yeah, it's just like, okay, I've just got to actually sit down and do it. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So, uh, what have you been listening to lately? What have I been listening to lately? Um, let, let's have a look through my handy spreadsheet, because I can't remember anything anymore. I listened to Two Year Vacation, uh, the album Expedition Nowhere. That was nice. Enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. uh, I listened this morning to Water Parks, Intellectual Property. That's, that's kind of interesting. Uh, not sure that I'll uh, listen to it again, but like it's an interesting one to listen to. Not one I'd heard uh, of. Uh, what kind of music is that? What genre? Heavy indie rock, I think. I don't know. The trouble is I listen to too much music, Roger. I listen to too much music. You listen to a lot of music, to be fair. You, I, listen to, I like, do this to a, myself, two I do, and that's week. what really hurts. It's, I know. <laughs> I sometimes listen to like five albums a day. I mean, you do love music. I, I do. I should probably love it less. <laughs> See, I, 
I'm surprised you you fit all those ones in because I know you listen to a lot of albums, but you also listen to a lot of like audio plays and stuff, don't you? I, I I've been listening to less audio plays recently, although I do have a bit of a backlog of them to get through. So uh, that <laughs> that will be that will be something to get on at some point. Um, I will give you my most disappointing album of the week: Cub Sports, Jesus at the Gay Bar. That is an entirely underwhelming and ordinary album for something that has a title like that. Yeah, like, I expect something quite extreme from that. That should be way more spectacular than it actually is. Everyone everyone avoid that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh Devin Gilfillian. Uh, I'll say that try that again. Take two. Devin Gilfillian. Uh love you anyway. That was okay as well. That was kind nice. Of nice. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I, this week, have been listening to Songs on the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. Oh, classic. Great album. Great, great album. Great album. And I've also been listening to Number One Record by Big Star yet again. So, um... You you went through a phase of that record, and I thought the phase was ending, but it seems to be surging back up again. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, like... Uh, like watching a documentary about that album helped us write a song together, so I'm all in favour of that. Yeah, that w- I forgot. That's what we were watching when we wrote "Pick Up the Phone." Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, so that's been good. But um, yeah, and also, I mean, as, as far as I, th- I suppose, I haven't been listening to so much because I've been kind of mixing a lot of stuff. So I've been mixing our records, mixing the P Green Boat record. He doesn't listen to music because he does music. Yeah, it's like um, that old quote. You probably know who it's by. Um, Television isn't on for being on. Oh fuck! I fucked it up. Television isn't for watching. Television isn't for watching. It's for being on, darling. I. That sounds like a quote I should know quickly to Google. I feel like it's one you told me, but I maybe misremember it. That was a lot of typing. I can't find that as a direct quote. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have a look. Uh... Well, if you can, uh, if you can remember, uh, if you know that phrase and you know where it comes from, then why not write into us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail dot com? And if you would like to feed us some misinformation that we repeat on air as trusted fact, so that we look like silly, silly fools, you're free to do that as well. Why not? Yeah, it'd be a lot. Finding here. TV problems, here are nine of the most common and how to fix them. The symptoms and risks of television addiction. Well, I already have that. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so that's what I've been listening to this week. I believe we have an email. Um, in fact... We, ha- we have an email. I don't, I don't even just believe that. I have full faith. Um, so I can this... see it in front of me. <laughs> Literally, it's right here. Um, okay, so this is from Ansley Hendricks, um, friend of the show at this point, Ansley Hendricks, has sent in um, a number of songs before and has written to us saying, Hey Roger and Declan, so excited the podcast is back. I loved all of your songs this week. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'd love to share a song I wrote back in October, One Step Forward. It's basically a tribute to some of my favourite pop anthems. It'll be on my debut album, Always Original, which I'm releasing on Bandcamp this summer. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear that um, you're doing a full-length debut album. Definitely have to check that out when it comes out. Okay, so we're going to take a listen to One Step Forward now, and it goes like this. The stakes are high, you fight the fire. All you can do is climb higher and higher. 
and shoving and running and fighting till you can't fight anymore. When the water's high but your strength is low, when that little yes is a bigger blow, when the door is sealed, you'll was uh, One Step Forward by Ansley Hendricks from her upcoming album Always Original. Uh, fantastic. Really, really enjoyed that. That was quite fun. I did quite like in the bridge of that one. Like, there are a couple of chords that are making us go like, ooh, that's very Queen. Um, but no, I. it's something that's quite hard to do is write, uh, like, um, a catchy pop hit. Uh, we know we've been trying to do this for 147 times in a row. Um <laughs> But that was quite good. I did quite enjoy that. Like the very good use of like where the voice was sat, like just that leap up into the chorus felt very nice, particularly. And like the higher register bits on the descending bridge, very nice. Yeah, definitely. And there was some stuff in the second half of the song as well, chordally on the piano, that really kind of raised an eyebrow for me. Going, oh, wow, that's a really cool chord progression. That really changed the dynamic and the feel of the song. It's nice to have those little moments in there, even if you're going for something that's a bit more of like a 
like a pop ballad or like um you know so, uh, like a, a more diatonic song to have those little moments where you go like oh okay <laughs> definitely yeah yeah and uh, i mean that's the lovely thing with um kind of unexpected chords is they can kind of jolt the listener to not only listen to the music a little closer but actually the lyrics because it you know informs the emotion of what's being said as well so i mean we call them ear candy for a reason don't we (laughs) exactly exactly i say Um, we it's you i stole this term from you it's now mine as well ha 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so for uh for those of you who want to uh check out ansley's music and her album which apparently is coming out uh, a little later this year it's ansleyhendrix.bandcamp.com and that's spelled a-n-s-l-e-y-h-e-n-d-r-i-x.bandcamp.com uh so yeah thanks again An- um ansley really appreciate you sending that in so that's it for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you've got a song that you'd like to send in, or if you just want to send us an electronic letter detailing your thoughts about a various aspect of something that we've done, uh, or if you just like randomly hitting the click-clack uh, buttons on your keyboard so that they make the, 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 the things appear on the screen, and you can send those things to another person. You could send them to us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. We also exist on Instagram, uh, where Roger runs it, so that's kind of updated frequently. Uh, Instagram, uh, sorry, YouTube and Facebook, which I run, so have not been updated in some cases since the last decade. uh, yeah, where can uh, where can people find you uh, online, Roger, and all of your music and everything that you have to offer to the world? Well, I'm on Bandcamp as well, and you can find my music at rogerheathers.bandcamp. That's R-O-G-E-R-H-E-A-T-H-E-R-S.bandcamp.com. That would be the best place to get my music. But I'm also, um, I have a number of albums on Spotify and Apple Music. And uh, am I on Tidal, Declan? Uh, I believe so. Hold on. Let me just double check for you. This is the kind of stuff I really like to check while I'm doing a show. Yes. Because I obviously didn't even research this before. Um, I think I have seen like uh, you on there. You've also got a promo picture on there, which is nice. Mm. Uh, News to me. Yes. I uh, know you haven't got a profile picture on there, but you you appear in Noel and Christmas. Uh, you have several EPs and singles, and you have four albums on Tidal, apparently. Uh, those being Magic Wand, Grim, Next Week in Munster, and Winter Tape 7, colon, Redacted. All a bunch of crap. So go and check them out. <laughs> <laughs> you just released one of them, didn't you? Um, no, I'm only joking. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just being silly. Um, so yeah, yeah, check me out there. And follow me on Instagram, at Roger Heathers. Also, um, if you're on TikTok, I'm newly on TikTok, at Billy's Courage. More on that name in the coming months. How about you, Declan? Where can people find you and your music? Uh, you can find it on all the normal music streaming services. I went a bit Christopher Walken there, but it's fine. We'll roll with it. Uh, you can also find me on Bandcamp at DeclanKitchener.Bandcamp.com, uh, where I have free releases, uh, the captive audience apathy will get you nowhere and four old songs are recorded with roger in this shed prevented uh, presented in reverse chronological order prevented like these songs that i recorded <laughs> i prevented them from being their best here they are <laughs> what, a, what a statement to the world that would be <laughs> definitely worth checking out your stuff um they're very much produced versions of the songs you've written on this podcast so 
Um, a lot of yours are the same as well like uh as well as being good they are like uh a lot of them have their roots in the podcast uh and for the ones that don't it will be a wonderful surprise for all of the listeners who have not checked out roger's music yet so go and do that also uh we have a project that we are hopefully going to be getting something released soon. Yes, yes, if yes, I, yes. If I pull my finger out and get some uh, stuff sorted. <laughs> hey, you and me both, bud. You and me both. <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's our band together called Schnookums. I chose yes. the name. Um, well, I say I chose the name. I pressured Roger into having the name and uh, wore him down. And uh, I, I, I like it so much because it slightly annoys you, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, I think the story, if I'm remembering it correct, was we were in the car. We were driving home from a friend's place and we've been hanging out um, with friends and stuff. And then you were making a joke about something or other. And you said the word schnookums in the joke. And I said that, I, what's that word? I haven't really come across that word. And then you were like, oh, schnookums. I was like, I think one of us said that would be a good band name. And it was pretty pretty decisive i think i think we agreed i think also it's kind of that thing of like uh we've probably mentioned this in another episode when we're repeating stories just because it amuses us but sod it this is our podcast we get to do this uh yeah if it sort of prevents us from getting too aggro about the band because like you'd have (laughs) to say the sentence you're not taking schnookums seriously anymore (laughs) and that is just just that is quite funny to me i i think that's amusing um. <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, yeah, Schnookums we, is we, just about the money, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Schnookums used to be about the music, man. <laughs> um. <laughs> You're just not putting anything into Schnookums anymore. <laughs> but definitely check out the album when it comes out, everyone, because um, well, it'd just be really nice if you did, and you might enjoy it a hell of a lot, because um, you know, it's half Declan songs, half my songs. I mean, I um, enjoy it, and I'm on it, so you know, that that's that's quite a good selling point. We'll there. put that on a sticker on the front of the album. <laughs> <laughs> Member of the band says he enjoys the record. <laughs> oh dear, we are very silly people. But you can uh, you can catch up on uh, anything that's happening with that, which hopefully more and more stuff should be happening soon. On our Instagram page, which is S-C-H-N-O-O-K-U-M-S dot B-A-N-D. That's schnookums dot band on uh, Instagram. Or call 0800 I love schnookums and uh, you can grab yourself a free phone call. It costs one ninety nine uh, per minute. Exactly, yes. Uh, per minute? I thought we had the price higher than that. Yeah, I'll make some calls. Got to do that tomorrow. <laughs> Just make sure you don't pray. Don't pay one ninety nine a minute for the calls. <laughs> that would be counterproductive. <laughs> we will be making a loss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably. <laughs> it's been a long day. We should probably go to bed. <laughs> All right. Good night. Oh, Tara. Tara. Oh dearie me.